0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. As we're digging into this new series um, on the book of Titus, I want to start us by imagining something. Can you imagine with me this morning? This is yes, this is no, the blank stares, I don't know how to interpret them, okay? (laughs) Can you imagine with me this morning? All right, so I want you to imagine with me a culture and a society that have all a certain group of people that everybody looks up to. And in this society, these people that we look up to, everyone sees, everyone knows everything about them, and everybody wants to be like them. They're the good-looking people, they're the powerful people, they're the people that have all the resources and all the money, and we all try, one way or another, to be more like them, okay? You're imagining this with me? And most of these people that everyone is looking up to are, in fact, liars, self-indulgent, and violent. Can you imagine this with me? Mm. These are the people that do whatever they can to get ahead, especially if that means lying and cheating the women we look up to in this imaginary scenario really don't value marriage marriage is something that expresses something they want but when it is finished and the purpose of it is over then they shirk it they they leave the marriage they leave their family responsibilities and they go off and do their own things and men are idolized for being wanted by other people and the epitome of being a man in this culture is to be able to get whatever he wants and to get whatever woman he wants. Can you imagine that with me? You got that? Well, you guys are probably thinking, well, that's pretty easy to imagine because that tends to be our society and our culture, isn't it? We look up to the movie stars, we look up to these public figures, and that seems to be how they live their lives, and we Maybe we not, most of the time, maybe not me personally, but people around me and our world and our society, that's why they keep giving these people the money, is we look up to them. And our culture looks up to them, right? I'm not actually talking about our modern society, though. What I'm describing is the world of Titus. What I'm talking about is first century Crete which is an island off the coast of Greece, and it is an island where Paul planted churches. The Apostle Paul, 2,000 years ago, went around and he planted churches, he started churches, and he went to the island of Crete. And he went and he planted churches, and then he left, and he sent a young pastor back to Crete to start pastoring and leading the churches in this area. And the culture of Crete was exactly what I described. They didn't have movie stars, they didn't have Facebook, they didn't have Instagram, they didn't have things online, obviously. But what they had was they had significant worship of idols, including Zeus, who was a liar, a cheat, a manipulator. And that was a pervasive theme throughout the society. And the people of Crete were known to be obsessed with this culture and this idea because they were emulating Zeus. They were trying to be like him. They were the people that valued getting rid of marriage and ignoring their family responsibilities about lying and cheating and doing whatever they could to get ahead. Actually, it was known at that point that if you were from Crete, it was just assumed that you would be a liar too. And so Paul has planted a church on this island and he sent young pastor Titus to go and pastor this place in this kind of culture, which I think we have some amount of understanding. And this is what he says in Titus chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. I'm going to read the nine verses and we're going to kind of unpack it, dig into it a little bit here this morning and figure out what is going on and what does Paul This is his letter to Titus. This is his advice to this young pastor. What is the advice that he's giving him? Well, Peter Peter read this just a couple minutes ago, and this is what it says. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie... promised before the beginning of time, and which now at his appointed season he is brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true son in our common faith. Grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest grain. Rather, he must be hospitable. One who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Now there's a, there's a fair amount in there. okay? There's a fair amount in there. But if we focus on a couple of verses, we see... We see what Paul is getting at. And the first thing he says, and he says, to further God's elect, those who, who follow God and believe, and to further them in their knowledge of the truth. So good doctrine, good teaching, understanding the Bible. The truth about Jesus. He is writing, and he has left Timothy here to help direct people to Jesus. Focusing on the truth that leads to godliness. And Paul is making some of these statements intentionally to oppose the culture that Titus is living in. Intentional statements like, God does not lie. And he makes the point to show that because we believe in a different God and we value something differently, that should have an actual effect on how we live our lives. Then when we jump down to verse 5, we see that Paul has left Titus here in order to appoint elders in every church in town. He knew that these churches needed leaders. They needed examples. They needed direction, and they needed direction from the right people and you also note that the qualifications for being a leader that they have here are not they must be rich they must be famous they must have power and influence they may be popular they must have good looks like your pastor they must be yeah get it out get it out they must be charismatic and have vision that's not in here Those are not the qualifications that Paul outlines here. He says that they must be living, essentially living out the truth of Christ in their lives. And just from these two statements, I think we can pull two important things from this. I think what Paul wants Titus to understand and that we need to understand from these passages is that the only leaders worth following with your life are those with lives that lead to Jesus. The only leaders worth following with your life are those with lives that lead to Jesus. Now, You may be here today and you may consider yourself to be a leader or you may consider yourself to be a follower. And this has application for both of those situations. You may consider yourself to be a leader. And you have thought that you deserve to be a leader or you can be a leader or you should be a leader. Or a good leader is somebody that focuses on their leadership skills. Being a good manager. Reading all the leadership books, being smart and equipped, but you haven't looked at your heart and why you're doing it and where you're headed. Maybe you've considered yourself a leader, but you're working to gain power through influence and position. You think people should follow you because you know more than them. You've served longer, harder. Maybe you've donated more money. And so you should have a say. But the reality is, none of those things matter unless your life leads to Jesus. You may be a follower. And you have been looking for a leader to follow. And you've been looking for that charismatic preacher, somebody that takes a hard political stance on the political issues that you care most about, to be your political champion, somebody that's vocal online, somebody that is popular or maybe unpopular. You want a leader who knows a lot, who's smart. Someone that looks successful and driven. Someone with great hair. Somebody that never has issues, never has struggles, never fails. But none of those things matter unless their life leads to Jesus. I want you to imagine again, imagine again with me, that you have decided that you want to climb Mount Everest. And so you've done their training, you've done your work, you're ready to go, and so you go and you find a guide to guide you on this expedition, because you don't climb Mount Everest without a guide. You don't. Like you always have to have somebody that knows the route, knows the way to get you there. You don't go it alone because that's how you just end up dead. And so you need to hire a guide. And so you go out and you find somebody that you are just think would be a wonderful leader. He's got great hair, he's got money, and he looks great on a surfboard. And you go and you get him, and you find out that he has never climbed Mount Everest. He has never climbed any mountain. He has no idea what snow is. And he cannot survive without his kale. Should you follow this guy up the mountain? No. Nothing about this guy screams, I know how to climb a mountain. Nothing about what he is doing or where he is going in life says, I know how to get up this mountain. Following him will lead you to the beach, not to the mountain. It would be foolish for us to follow him on an expedition to climb Mount Everest because his life does not lead to the top of the mountain. And yet for some reason, we tend to follow people that do not lead to Jesus. And we hold in high regard these great men and women, these great leaders who do not lead to Jesus. And some of us fall into the trap of thinking that we can be good leaders and qualified leaders... When our lives do not lead people to Jesus. The only leaders worth following with your life are those with lives that lead to Jesus. Now, Paul continues. He makes this statement, he makes this clear. And then in verses six to nine, he gives qualifications. And I wanna I wanna give you some of these qualifications. I know we read them, but I want to kind of run through them and put them into a little bit more of our context. He says that if you want to be a leader, you need to be like this. And if you're looking for a leader, then the leader you're looking for needs to have a life like this. They need to be faithful to their spouse. Maybe more important than just faithfulness is to love your spouse. To raise children who follow Jesus. Who do their best to raise children who aren't wild, rude, disobedient, dishonorable, hateful, selfish, and spoiled? To be blameless. Who don't justify, excuse, or embrace any evil or sin. And blameless doesn't just mean that they never do anything wrong, but it means that they admit it when they're wrong, and they go to Christ, and they ask forgiveness, and they don't hold on to that guilt. They don't justify their guilt. They don't say, well, I'm allowed to do this. No, they are blameless in that they are forgiven for all the mistakes they make. They rely on Jesus for forgiveness, salvation, and the power to live Right? If you want to be a leader or if you're looking for a leader, you're looking for somebody that is patient especially especially with their kids who are slow to lose their cool. Who don't get drunk, who don't get high, who don't get violent with words or hands. They don't use dishonesty Especially to get ahead. They welcome others. They bless them. They invite them in. They love what is good. They show self control. They do their absolute best to live the way God wants them to live and not crooked, not bending the rules to fit their own agenda. They live a life of discipline, keeping commitments, being reliable, taking criticism, and growing. These are people who are holy, who live like Jesus. People who hold tightly to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't mean to say that if you want to be a leader or you're looking for a leader, that this person does not... I'm not saying this person has to be perfect because you're not going to find them. But they have to be someone whose life leads you to Jesus. And if you lead like that, you lead like what Paul is describing here, you will live a life that when people follow you, then when people look to you and they're watching you, they will be led to Christ. And if they don't know Christ, they will see Him and they will be having to force to deal with the fact of who Jesus is. And they may come to know Him and follow Him and those that are already following Him will be forced to challenge and to be worked on to become more like Him. And as you follow somebody like that, you'll find yourself growing closer and closer and closer to Jesus. Because the only leaders worth following with your life are those with lives that lead to Jesus. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.